Welcome to Royal Grace Chapel, the empowerment center where faith comes alive through inspiring messages and teachings. At Royal Grace Chapel, our mission is to empower you to connect with God in worship, relationship with other believers, and enable you to fulfill your purpose for global impact. We believe in the power of transformation through the Word of God, and that's exactly what you'll experience as you journey with us through our plethora of messages. Get ready to be equipped, uplifted, and empowered on your path of faith. Be transformed as you listen to today's empowering message. True gratitude. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things unto who? God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving is a learned behavior. It's something we must learn to do. Thanksgiving is a behavioral pattern that we must learn to do. One of the ethics that we teach our children when growing up, when growing up, is when we give them something, what do we say to them? Can't you say thank you? When you give them something and they just walk away, you call them back and say, so you cannot say thank you. And say, sorry, mommy, thank you. What were you doing at that moment? You are teaching and communicating to them that thanksgiving is a learned behavior that you must learn to do. So you see, most of the time, our parents continuously, consciously or unconsciously, communicate that as part of our training. That you must learn to recognize when someone goes the extra mile to do something for you. You must learn to express appreciation and gratitude. Every parent knows that an ungrateful child is a danger in the waiting. An ungrateful child eventually we reimagine a wicked child. Because one day the child will look at it and say, what have you done for me? What have you done for me? So you realize that if we do not learn to be thankful, what happens is that we'll become wicked. An ungrateful person often turns out to be a wicked person. Because he has no reason or she has no reason to see why I need to show gratitude for all that you have done. Don't you hear some people who say, I'm a self-made man? It's one of the most dangerous words to say. I'm a self-made man. No. Because you sent yourself to school, you finished school, you paid your way to school. So because of that, you, say, you, you can open your mouth to say, I'm a self-made man. I've heard somebody say that before. Because she's now a millionaire. She said, I'm a self-made millionaire. There is nothing like self-made. Somebody made you. No building can say, I made myself. That you have roofed yourself means that you laid the foundation yourself. The foundation is always invisible, but nothing stands without the foundation. We can celebrate the painting on the wall. We can celebrate the aesthetics, the chandelier, and the rest of the things. The foundation often is even hidden that 
it takes an intelligent builder to realize that this skyscraper that we are looking at there is something that is making it stand gratitude is simply acknowledging the foundation that owes your life a grateful person is actually saying that even though you can see me there is a foundation on which i stand so when i'm expressing gratitude it means consciously i have refused to be distracted by the success of life to acknowledge that what men see is a product of what they cannot see there is an unseen part of my life that is producing the result that is visible so often time in life you realize that everybody looks up at the building most people don't look down it takes intentionality to be a grateful person you have to be intentional about it often time when people want to talk about a fine building they don't look down where do they look up they look to the building a fine building they celebrate the paint they celebrate the aesthetics they celebrate the structure but most people don't look down at the foundation because it is unseen but a good builder knows that everything you can see about that building becomes useless the moment the foundation is faulty. Gratitude is acknowledging your foundation. So when you stand to say, Lord, I thank you. What are you doing? You are drawing the attention of every man to the foundation that holds your life. You are saying, the success I have today and all that I am is because of this foundation that is holding my life. That is why the Bible says that if the Lord do not build the house, the laborer laboreth works in vain. Every builder starts with the foundation. In fact, sometimes the money spent on the foundation can build several buildings. The money that you spend on foundation can build several buildings. So let's quickly look at some important things about thanksgiving or gratitude. Number one, gratitude is a statement of faith. Gratitude is a statement of faith. When a child of God said, I, want, I have come to say thank you to God, what you are simply making is a statement of faith. Because nobody was there when God was doing it for you. All we could see is the visible result. But you are acknowledging that the visible result is a product of the invisible God at work in your life. So that is a statement of faith. And the Bible says that without faith, nobody can be pleasing to God. Hebrews 11 says. That means without gratitude, you cannot be pleasing to God. An ungrateful man can never be pleasing to God. Number two, why gratitude? Gratitude pleases God. Gratitude pleases God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything, give thanks, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You can never miss it in the place of thanksgiving. He said, this is the will of God. First Thessalonians 5.18. He said, this is the will of God. This is the will of God. The Greek word for will there is the word thelema. T-H-E-L-E-M-M-L-E-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-
E M A T H E L E M A. Thelema. And it also means to give pleasure. In other words, every time you express gratitude, you are bringing pleasure to God. It gladdens the heart of God. Because you see, we cannot see God, but the acts of God are the indisputable testament to the existence of God. When an atheist says there is no God, it's because oftentimes some of them, they realize that they cannot test God in the lab. But the works of God that you testify about is unarguably a witness to the existence of God. So when I say I was sick and yet God healed me, the doctor can testify. So what are you doing? The atheist goes to, at least he cannot say God, but he can say all the truth. You were sick and this has happened. He wants to argue with but the, the proof is there that yes, God healed you. Your testimony is a way of silencing the enemy. Now listen to me. If gratitude pleases God, that means in gratitude displaces him. Then that means the other way to displease the devil is to be a grateful person. You punish the devil more when you bring pleasure to God. Gratitude pleases God. It's the will of God. So when the next time you are not sure of the will of God to do, lift your hands and just say thank you. At least I know this is the will of God for my life. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Number three. Number three. Gratitude is a spiritual weapon of warfare. Gratitude is a spiritual weapon of warfare. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 2, the Bible shows us something. It says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now look at the various spirit that the devil is going to use in the last day. So for men shall be lovers of their, their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy unthankful and unholy one of the names of the demons that you see in the end time is the demon of ingratitude unthankfulness is a spirit so in the last days it began to mention different spirit that will be in operation and one of the spirits is the spirit of ingratitude the spirit of ingratitude that which makes people just take things for granted. Now, it means if ingratitude is a spirit, every time you are expressing gratitude, you are waging a spiritual warfare. Every time you express gratitude to God, you say thank you to God, you are intentionally celebrating God. What you are doing in the realm of the spirit is a spiritual warfare. This is why the devil wants you to just be a prayer champion and not a gratitude champion. He wants you to know how to pray more, but to be thankful less. Because he knows that the best way he can frustrate your prayer life or the answer to your prayer is true ingratitude. It closes the door for more of God. Jesus said in Luke 17, 17, were there not ten that were healed? Where are the nine? 
said they had not returned to give glory to God. Do you see? Glory to God. Except this Gentile, this one person. Then he said to that one, go. Your faith has made you whole. In other words, you have permanently defeated what afflicted you. Wholeness, completeness. Because he turned to come and say thank you. Naturally, human beings are forgetful. You see, when God does something for us, it takes thoughtfulness to realize that this thing that has just happened is the hand of God. Because sometimes you have prayed one prayer nine months ago, but it took another nine months for God to just make the process of that thing work out. In between that nine months, you have even forgotten that you prayed that prayer. If I ask you what are some of the things you prayed for 1st of January this year, you could have forgotten. Some of us have forgotten. But God does not forget. But the only thing that he, he puts process in place for those things to happen, he has a record concerning every prayer we have prayed. Now, sometimes most of those things then happen naturally. Using human beings and natural incidents. That's so much so that it will just look as though it was because of what you did yesterday that made your boss to look at you and say, ah, I'm increasing your salary. I'm promoting you. Not knowing that it was that incident of yesterday, it was just God that actually then put it in your heart to do it so that your prayer of nine months ago can be answered. But you see, you cannot put the link together because you will have forgotten that now what has just happened was once your prayer request in January. So now it looks as though it was because of what you just did yesterday that your boss was in a good mood. Then he decided to, to just bless you. No. So oftentimes that particular incident, somebody will just take it for granted and never acknowledge God. That's why it takes thoughtfulness to be thankful. A case in view, Joseph said to the man, please, when you are going, mention me before Pharaoh. But do you know that it took over two years for God to answer the prayer of Joseph through that man? God had to create the opportunity. It's not that the man did not want, but he cannot just talk to Pharaoh that, hey, Oga, there was the guy that they just locked in prison himself, that he escaped death. There were two that committed sin. One died by hanging, then the other one was let loose. But you see, even the other one that was let loose will have felt that it was just a natural thing. Maybe somebody interceded. But God had to let him go because there is a Joseph in the prison that is connected to his destiny. So now, now the next thing is how will he talk about Joseph to Pharaoh? So for over two years, God had to begin to orchestrate different things. Different things. Until the day that it was just as though Pharaoh just felt he just slept and had a dream. You think that that dream was just a normal dream. It was a dream that was the answer to somebody's prayer. So by the time nobody could interpret that dream, they became foolish. Then it so happened that this guy came in at that time, all right, to serve Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said, stand here. You know, I'm angry right now. So that means I've not been feeding all of you. I'm, come and take the thing away. And the guy said, hey, okay, sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. You know, he happened to be at the right place at the right time to, to hear what Pharaoh was saying. And say, said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Please, please, I have something to say. He said, what is it? Talk. The, the opportunity was created by God to talk about Pharaoh. To talk about Joseph, I mean. 
No wonder when Joseph got there, when they called him, he said, now this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad indeed. He said to Pharaoh, God will give you an answer. Because he knew that it was God that orchestrated everything. How is your warfare in the place of gratitude? In Acts chapter 16, we read of the story of a man called Paul and Silas. Let's quickly go there. Acts 16, verse 22. Acts 16, 22. And the multitude rose up together. Are you there in Acts 16? Against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes. Look at the way they were punishing them. And commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who having, verse 24 of Acts 16, who having received such a charge, chose them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. You know, there are times it will look as though the enemy is winning in your life. There are times it looks as though prayer is not being answered. There are times you cannot even explain what is happening. And you kept asking that question, Lord, why? Why me? What is going on? There are times you cannot even explain why things have become so difficult all of a sudden. You can't explain why your husband does dislike you or your wife, your wife is misbehaving. You can't explain why customers are not coming anymore or why all of a sudden things are so down. You can't explain why all of a sudden your life seems to just be going upside down and it's a turbulent season. Paul and silence. They just preached a good sermon. They did not do anything wrong, but yet things became so difficult. It's not every time that things go bad that means that you have done something wrong. It means God is having something bigger for you. Oftentimes we are quick to run down ourselves or judge ourselves when things don't go our way, thinking that we have done something bad. No. Even in the midst of adversity, God still knows how to make all things work together for your good. Maybe you are in church this morning now. It is a season where you don't even have any money in your account. You can't boast of any money. Or you lost your job or you lost your relationship or your marriage. Maybe it's a season where things are so hard to even eat has become so difficult. It does not mean that God has forgotten you. Neither does it mean that he's not seeing it. But in the midst of it, will you still trust him? How do you express trust when things are so difficult? The answer is here. How do you fight the good fight of faith when it's like everything is upside down to even pay school fees? Has become so hard. All the schools right now have increased their fees. So that means if you cannot afford it, let your child stay at home or children stay at home. Some don't even know how to, the, the children are resuming tomorrow. They don't even know what to do right now because the school fees has increased, but the salary has not increased. What should you do at such a time? Now, to even live with 500 naira per day. Is like an impossible task. What should you do at such a time? This was the similar to what Paul and Silas find themselves beaten with stripes, judged, condemned. In fact, they, they did not just put them in prison. They put them in the innermost part of the prison. But look at what they did. 
Look at what they did. Verse 24 said, Who having received such a charge, chose them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. No, things are no longer going well. No more progress. But verse 25, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. You know, at the glory night on Friday, I sang the song. You know, the song just came because I just remember the song. Uh, it's a song by an old musician. For the sake of those who don't understand your Bible, it says, the world are standing by the side just to mock me. They are waiting to sing the song of mockery to beat the beat of shame. And they kept saying, he doesn't know more than, or she doesn't know more than going to church. She doesn't know more than serving God. She doesn't know more than praising God. So the next time they see me praise God, they will look and say, see, how come is God has not answered him? But look at it. Don't let the devil silence your voice of praise. Paul knew that the situation was embarrassing. Because it's easier to praise God in silence. But you see, let me say this to you. Get to the point where you learn to just praise God. Because regardless of what is happening in your life, God still remains God. You see, when Paul was thanking and praising God, do you know what they are saying? When victory comes, we give him glory. Now that it's like things are not going the way it ought to go, then let him that takes the glory also take the shame. You see, you must realize that you are not just your own. They could have praised God in silence so that God would not be disgraced, but they rather praise God aloud so that everybody will hear them. The question is, what if God did not show up? Well, if he did not show up when I praise him, the shame goes to him, not me. The, you will only have problem declaring up who God is in your life because when things go well, you are the one taking the glory. You are not giving the glory to God. If truly you give the glory to God, the day he doesn't show up, who should take the shame? God! Leave him to be God. Because the Bible says he knows how to make all things work together. Fawago, stop trying to make God look good. Your own is live a life of obedience and leave the rest to him. Just be an addicted, obedient child of God. Whatever he says you should do, do it and let him take all the glory. And if he doesn't show up, you have done your part, let him also take the shame. He is God. But some of us, in the, if we're in that case, we, we don't want people to know our God so that they will not laugh at us. Orgini. No, Orgini. I say Orgini. Ah, why? Still praise him. I said, still praise him. Because he has a purpose for everything. Even the shame, he has a purpose for it. In this season, as we want, some of you, as when you dressed 
very well this morning. Maybe they even heard the last time you quarreled. Uh, see, see, and they say they, they go to your church. Well, the question is, let him take all the glory. So Paul and Silas, they praised him with everything. Now look at what happened to them. The Bible says, after they heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaking, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. This morning I declare in the name of Jesus, there's an earthquake that is taking place. In your finances, there's an earthquake that is taking place. There's a move of God taking place in your marriage. There's a move of God taking place in your health. There's a move of God taking place in your business. There's a move of God taking place in your career. There's a move of God taking place in the life of your children. There's a move of God. And how do you usher in that move of God? Through the power of gratitude. You don't only praise God for the good things. He said, in all things, give thanks. Do you know when you are saying, in all things, give thanks? If I'm giving thanks because I am in prison, what you are saying is that, Satan, is this the best you've got? Anytime you give thanks for something that does not make sense, you are taking the power away from the devil. You are saying, no, the power is not in the circumstances. I am, I am taking the power away from you, devil, because I know that in all, my God is still Lord and King. Say, enter his gate with thanksgiving. Enter his court with praise. So when I fail and I lift up my voice to say, Lord, thank you. I am not thanking God because I want to fail. I am thanking God because even in the midst of failure, he is still God. He is still God. He knows how to turn it around. So when I thank God for failure, what I'm doing is I'm taking power away from failure. To say, failure, you are useless after all. Because what you would have expected that I would do is to complain, is to mourn, is to weep. But right now, even in this prison, I'm still praising God. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Thank you for tuning in on this episode. We hope you've been blessed and empowered to transcend new heights of faith and growth. Stay connected with us for more empowering and faith-filled messages. And remember, you are part of a community committed to transformation. Until next time, go forth empowered by God's grace.